You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Hello, hello, and uh, just opposite me, I have Venet Osmani from CreateNet Italy. Hello, Venet. Hello, glad to be here. Glad to have you with us. And uh, could you introduce yourself? What are you doing and why we are here in Athens? Well, first of all, thanks for the invitation to the interview. Our uh, pleasure. My name is Venet Osmani, as, as you said. I am a senior researcher at CreateNet. Uh, CreateNet is an international research center in northern Italy, in Taranto. And my main area of research is really looking at uh, technologies uh, that can help people with uh, mental diseases, with mental disorders, such as depression, bipolar disorder, stress. Mm -hmm. So we look at how, what kinds of technologies we can use to actually help these people. And uh, how how serious a threat is bipolar disorder so, today? Yeah, so bipolar disorder uh, is a disease that's manifested with two polar episodes. Uh, one is depression and the other polar side is mania. Uh, according to World Health Organization, there are about 340 people that die from suicide every day and about one one-third of these are bipolar patients. So bipolar is, is a very serious disease. It's a grave, grave. A grave disease, disease and actually results in 9.1 uh, years of reduction of lifespan. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, 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 a, it's a very serious disease and um, it's, this is why uh, our research is, is, is focused towards, towards bipolar. So what are you and your team trying to do in order to help those patients, those people? Okay, so... What we, what we are trying to do is we are trying to develop uh, technologies that will actually help patients, but not only patients, that will also help psychiatrists in better diagnosing the disease and patients in better managing the disease. Um, uh, the biggest issue with majority of mental diseases is that they are based on subjective reports. Mm -hmm. So which means that um, as opposed to, let's say, somatic diseases, which means disease of the body, with somatic diseases, you have uh, biomarkers, so which means that you have a kind of a blood test that can tell you whether you have a disease or not. For example, for diabetes, you measure your you measure glucose your levels, and then you know immediately. Unfortunately, for mental diseases, there are no biomarkers, mm -hmm. at least not yet. So uh, what psychiatrists rely on is uh, on, on patient self-reports, so they rely on the patient's to tell them how they are feeling and how they behaved. And if they have started the therapy. If they've started the therapy, yes. exactly. And they usually start the therapy when it's too late. Yes. So this is, this is, problem. this is another, another issue. So, and uh, there is a, a, a serious issue with, with uh, subjective data because uh, the actual state of the patient can influence their answers, what they tell the psychiatrist. Um, so what we want to do is we want to provide a more objective measure of patient state. Uh, and what we want to do is basically want to, uh, to understand uh, the, the actual disease from the behavior point of view. Because as I said, for somatic diseases, there are biomarkers, there are blood tests. For mental diseases, there is no such thing. However, there are, however the disease is actually manifested in the behavior. Mm -hmm. So the behavior of the patient changes according to what state they are in. 
And what we want to do is we want to develop technologies that can measure these changes in behavior and then tell the psychiatrist or tell the, uh, you know, primary carer what is the state of the patient. Is, this state is, uh, as we have said, bipolar. That means it's plus plus or minus minus. Yes, indeed. So, so there's no medium? Well, sometimes the patients are in normal state as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the, the disease is manifested through these two episodes. So mm-hmm. either the patients are depressed, which means, excuse me, yeah. which means they are feeling low. Uh, they are feeling with uh, low energy. They don't want to, to do anything. And on the other hand, you have the manic state. Where the, where patients are feeling, uh, very high. They're feeling very happy. They have lots of, uh, activities. Uh, there is a, a an increase in, 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 in activities in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and all these are, are manifested in their behavior. What, what plays, what factors play a significant role for this mental disorder? It is a mental disorder. It, it is state. indeed. It's genetic, environmental, family problems, mm-hmm. personal, whatever. So, as with many mental diseases, really the, the root cause is not known yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there is, uh, the literature says that there is a combination of genetic factors and environmental factors. So, both nature and, and nurture. However, uh, the, the, the main cause is, is not known yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, your uh, way to, your effort to solve the problem is uh, through, uh, as I have understand, have understood uh, a mobile app? Yeah, so uh, I just want to highlight the reasons why we chose yes. a mobile phone yes. because yes. Um, you can actually have many, many advanced sensors that you know patients can wear and will give you a, a, a very good data about their behavior. But the issue is that um, if you actually ask patients with mental disorders to actually wear something that's not familiar, uh, stigma is going to play a big role. Mm-hmm. Social so, stigma, yes. Exactly, a social stigma. So it's enough that they already have to deal with the disease. I don't think we want to, uh, we didn't want to burden them more with, you know, questions about what is this device, why you are wearing it, and, and so on. So this is why we chose a smartphone. And uh, it's surprising that, you know, today's smartphones are, are very, very much capable. I think many people don't realize how capable they are. Because, you know, let's say a majority of people would use a smartphone for email, SMS, you know, checking of, uh, online mm-hmm. uh, social Booking accounts. Booking tables and so on. And so Calling on. a taxi. Exactly. Yeah. How many, uh, however, there is a wealth, a really a wealth of information that you can actually get from a mobile phone that would say many, many things about behavior uh, of a person in general and patients in our particular case. Mm-hmm. So what we are doing is... Um, we are look, we, we developed an application on the mobile phone and then we gave this to around uh, 12 patients that were already diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Uh, this was done with, in cooperation with a psychiatric clinic in, in Austria. It, it, it's a clinic close to Innsbruck. And, uh, in there we monitored these patients for about, uh, three months more or less. And then we gathered all this data. So there was data related to their physical activity, to, you know, their location, um, to their uh, social activity and all this. We made sure that all this data is anonymized to actually preserve patients' privacy. I was going to ask you about privacy. Yes, yes. because privacy yes. is, is, is a, a serious uh, issue. extremely serious issue here. 
and each patient at the end, at the end of the day each patient could actually choose whether to share the data with us or not in an anonymous form mm-hmm. so if the patient felt that you know for that day they wanted they didn't want to share the data they could have chosen so Mm-hmm. So, so in a way, you are collecting big data. We are collecting big data indeed, and we are doing data mm-hmm. mining on this big mm-hmm. data. Mm-hmm. And then uh, th- the results that we got were were, were uh, relatively good. Um, uh, out of these twelve patients, so what we were interested in uh, first is understanding whether uh, we can detect behavior that would indicate depression and behavior that would indicate normal normal state and manic state. Uh, this was one of the objectives, and we achieved our 90% accuracy there. Mm-hmm. However, uh, another aspect that we were much more interested in is to actually understand um, transitions between episodes. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to understand whether, you know, a patient in normal state is going towards depression or is going towards mania mm-hmm. or, or vice versa, of course. Mm-hmm. And the reason this is important is because Typically, the patients go and see psychiatrists when they are already in deep depression or, or deep mania. And then, you know, that reduces the effectiveness of drugs and it's, it's, it's really too late. So we wanted to actually catch these kind of warning signs. So it, it would be an early warning system. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we are specifically looking for early warning signs that would indicate either depression or, or mania. And with that, we achieved around 95% accuracy. 90? 95%. 95% accuracy. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, were you satisfied with the results you got from them? So with the sample of 12 patients, we were happy with, with the result. However, uh, what we want to do is we want to validate this at a larger scale mm-hmm. because we simply feel that 12 patients is simply not, not enough, not enough yes. To, to, yes. to draw statistically you significant. We need a critical from, mass. We need yeah. a critical mass, and this is why... We are already beginning the next project, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's going to deal with exactly this, doing a large-scale trial to, to, to make sure that the algorithms that we have, the technology that we have, uh, the system setup that we have actually translates to a large-scale. Do you so. use a questionnaire? We also use the uh, questionnaire, um, and we use the questionnaire to actually understand patient's subjective state. So we use, we implemented a, a, a clinical questionnaire. So a questionnaire mm-hmm. that a psychiatrist would use in the mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And these questions were asked every day, basically, uh, through the, the phone and patients reported their state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is your team an international one? So this was a, a European project, um, that included, uh, partners from, uh, Germany, from Austria, uh, from Switzerland, and from Italy, Italy, Italy of, yes, course, of course, and from Denmark. Denmark, yeah. Six. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and uh, now it's over, and uh, you're trying to commercialize it. So now the the project started in 2010, finished in 2013, um, and now with these results, as I said, we wanted to do a larger scale trial, and if that shows as good results as we achieved so far, then we want to go through the commercialization route. Um, in, in, either in terms of, of, uh, a startup or pairing with, you know, local health authorities. Big pharmaceuticals are in the way? Uh, in the way, maybe not, but, uh, they would probably <laughs> be interested. Uh, yeah. 
uh, and and I assume you know um, there is a whole range of of customers that will be interested in technology like this. Uh, patients is the obvious one. Then we would probably have doctors that may actually prescribe. Uh, mm-hmm. an intervention mm-hmm. such as ours uh, it would be of course medical uh, insurers and and so on so there is a wide spectrum of of, of customers thank you Bennett. good luck to your project thank you very much it was a pleasure and, being uh, here we are tech talk central and thank you for listening stay tuned You're listening to Tech Talk Central.